to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDEP. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Millions of Americans will soon be traveling and gathering with loved ones for Thanksgiving. And so many of us feel a bit better this year about doing that compared to the way we felt last year when we all still really had to stay apart. A lot of us are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19. Some of us have had booster shots that give us pretty strong protection from the coronavirus. But even as that's true, the numbers still reflect a pretty dire situation here in Michigan when it comes to the pandemic. Cases are skyrocketing. Hospitals are once again overcrowded with sick and dying patients. And schools are being forced to go virtual again due to new outbreaks among students and staff. And although those of us who are vaccinated are much better protected than those who refuse to get shots, we still all face some risk. So what should we all be doing and keeping in mind this Thanksgiving to keep ourselves and our loved ones and our communities safe. That is where we want to continue the conversation here on Detroit Today. Two days before Thanksgiving, we want to talk about the plans that all of us have for the holiday. Are you getting together with family that you haven't seen in a long time? In some cases, maybe in more than a year. How are you planning to do that? Does it look the way it did before the pandemic? Or are you taking all kinds of precautions because we're still trying to get the better of COVID-19? Call and tell us what your plans look like, how you're thinking this all through, and what you're expecting on Thursday in just two days. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll try to include you in the program that way. We also want to hear from you if you're not getting together with family this Thanksgiving. If you are still in the mode of thinking that it's just not quite safe enough to gather in the size of groups that we, that we were before, if you're uh, staying away from a family gathering because of COVID-19, call and tell us why. Call and tell us what you're doing instead. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. And here to shed some light on all of these questions is someone we have turned to a number of times on this show for expert insights into the pandemic and the way we manage it. Dr. Emily Martin is an associate professor of epidemiology at the University of Michigan School of Public Health. Dr. Martin, welcome back to Detroit Today. Hi, thanks for having me. So let's start here. What are you doing on Thursday? <laughs> You're the yeah. expert, but you also uh, are just a regular person as well who has family and uh, probably misses Thanksgiving gatherings. What is What do your plans look like? Yeah, well, I mean, just like everybody else, we have to we have to struggle with the same questions and the same balance between risk and risk and benefit like like in the need you know the need and the desire to gather like other people do so we are going to get together with family but a smaller group of family than we normally would um you know everybody in our family is vaccinated I, i'm lucky enough to have a daughter that's in an age range where she got vaccinated a while ago. And so I don't have to take some of the considerations that parents of really young kids have to struggle with right now. And so we're lucky there. 
So yeah, we're going to struggle, or we're going to struggle um, through the questions, but we're going to gather with a small group of family members um, Thanksgiving, but then there are some things that we've decided not to do. So I'm not going to do Black Friday shopping. Um, and I'm not going to do, you know, I've, I've just decided to skip the game this weekend, which mm. um, that was hard for me. That yeah. was really hard for me, but I've decided to stay home for that. So we're, we're, we're kind of skipping the big gathering events, um, big crowds, but um, gathering with loved ones. Wow. Wow. So, so give us a clear picture of where you think we are then with the pandemic right now and why we seem to be in such a bad spot and start to talk just a little about how people should be thinking about the things that they might have planned for this weekend. Right. So, I mean, across the state, we are seeing some of the worst numbers that we've seen. Um, and we're seeing hospitals all over the state re um, report that they're having really serious numbers. Um, and it's, it's hampering hospitals' ability to care for all of the other bumps and bruises and scrapes and elective procedures and all the other things that we depend on hospitals to take care of us for during the holiday season. And so that's worrisome. Um, and, and so, you know, how do we think about that when we're thinking about Thanksgiving this year? You know, I think that, I mean, obviously we've been really harping on the importance of vaccination, but the other things that we layer on vaccination still work as well. And so anytime we can add any of these other tools. And so those are things like, you know, if you are going to go outside of your kind of immediate group, you should be masking and you should be masking in, in larger groups. Um, and the state has recently issued a public health advisory around masking and really kind of emphasizing when you're in when you're in crowds, when you're in bigger groups, you really should be looking at masks. The other thing that I see a lot of people doing is adding testing into their routine. And, you know, I think one thing that people don't realize that there are tests, you know, testing centers in all of our areas kind of available drive-throughs and through your doctor, but there are um, self-tests that you can take at home that are available at a lot of pharmacies around the state too. And so I know a lot of people that are working those into the routine and taking one or two of those this week to make sure that they're not carrying anything um, when they're gathering with loved ones that might be more vulnerable. Hmm. So how many people in the hospital and among those who are still dying are fully vaccinated and how many are unvaccinated? I think this is a really critical question that's on a lot of people's minds is what is the risk? What's the risk difference between people who have decided to get vaccinated and people who haven't? Yeah. You know, so overwhelmingly, the people that are being hospitalized and almost exclusively the people that are dying from COVID-19 right now are unvaccinated. And um, among people that are vaccinated, we tend to see the hospitalizations tend to be in people that have complicating conditions that might be vulnerable for other reasons. So might have um, immunosuppression for a variety of reasons. Around, you know, so the severe illness we're really seeing among the unvaccinated. And then what we've seen in many studies and, and our research here reflects this as well, that people that are vaccinated, if you do happen to get infected, which is less likely than in the unvaccinated, but if a vaccinated person does get infected, they do much better. So the severity is much, much less, even with complicating conditions and immunosuppression, the severity among vaccinated people that would get infected is much less than what you would see in somebody who is unvaccinated. 
And so, although we are seeing, you know, what that tells us, we're seeing a lot of pressure on the hospitals. We're seeing case rates very high. We also know that that would be much worse um, if we didn't have the levels of vaccination that we do in the state right mm. now. Yeah. So uh, talk about your kind of important piece of advice for people who are traveling and or gathering with family and friends this Thanksgiving. I have a, a lot of folks in my social circle who are much more, I guess, cautious about the traveling part of all of this, that, you know, going through crowded airports, sitting on airplanes, that they're more worried that folks who are doing that are going to put more people at risk uh, at their at their destination. But I but I wonder if you would put that at the top of the list of concerns or or maybe something else. Well, really, you know, it is um, these social social contacts when people are not wearing their mask when they're in kind of indoor settings for long times with each other. We do see that's where we see a lot of spread happening. But again, those are the experiences that we want to try to preserve for families and for loved ones. And so I like to think about this um, as, as almost like a risk budget. And when you're traveling, there's a lot of tools that we're much more comfortable using when you're traveling, right? You can, you can um, you know, be near people when you have to during the traveling process, but then choose to create more space around you. You know, when you're waiting in the airport or when you're getting getting food, you can get, get you know, pick up or curbside instead of sitting in a restaurant during the travel process. You can also use high quality masks throughout the whole travel process. We haven't seen, you know, interestingly, I've seen a lot of like CDC investigations and reports trying to look for how often things spread on planes. And because we've got universal masking on planes and pretty excellent ventilation happening, we've actually not seen a lot of clusters attached to air travel, although it's it's kind of a tricky question to get to the bottom of. Um, so there's a lot, you do have a lot of protective layers that are available to you when you're traveling, mainly the the masking and the testing before you leave and the testing when, you, when you're when you finished traveling. Um, and that, by taking all of those precautions, what it does is it sort of saves your, saves your risk budget, if you will, kind of saves, um, kind of protects that experience that you're traveling for and, and the people that you're traveling to be around. Uh, again, 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Call and tell us what questions you have perhaps about traveling or gathering safely for Thanksgiving and the holiday season as the pandemic surges. Uh, what are your plans and how are you planning to protect yourself and the people around you? I, I also give us a call if you're unsure of how best to handle your family plans and obligations over the next few days. Uh, and how hopeful are you that we'll someday be able to gather again without worrying so much? Uh, about all of these things. As always, the number here on the phones is 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll work you into the conversation. Also, again, give us a call and let us know if you are just not going to be able to partake in Thanksgiving celebrations, if you feel like it's just too soon and just too risky. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we are going to continue this conversation with Dr. Emily Martin, and we will get to your calls and your social media comments. Stay with us for more Detroit Today.
WDET is your connection to what's happening in Detroit. WDET is your place for open dialogue about the issues that impact you. Stay in the know. This is WDET FM, Detroit's NPR station. This is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. My guest right now is Dr. Emily Martin. She is an associate professor of epidemiology at the University of Michigan School of Public Health. We're talking about Thanksgiving now, just two days away, and it will look a little different from most of us, I think, than it did last year. Uh, the question is, how do we keep ourselves safe, even though it does seem easier and safer to be together with family and friends? Uh, that doesn't mean there aren't risks. Uh, the numbers are still really going up here in Michigan of COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations and other indicators that we haven't quite licked COVID-19. Uh, how do we make sure that uh, the things that we plan to do over the next couple of days don't make that worse? Uh, we want to hear from you during the conversation as well. 313-577-1019 is the number here on the phones. Call and tell us what you're doing in two days for Thanksgiving Day. Are you going to the Thanksgiving Day Parade here uh, in Detroit, which will take place just as normal uh, last year, it had to be moved off Woodward Avenue, and there couldn't be any spectators. It was one of the more bizarre, I think, dimensions of the COVID Thanksgiving last year. That'll be normal this year. Are you ready to go and gather with uh, somewhere near a million other uh, Metro Detroiters to watch that? Uh, are you going to go to see the Lions play on Thanksgiving Day? Uh, in the middle of the day, a diehard tradition here uh, for us in Detroit. Uh, are you comfortable yet with that kind of thing? And then tell us what you're doing with your family. Are you gathering for dinner in the same way you did before the pandemic? Or does that look really different than it did before? Again, 313-577-1019 is the number. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll include you that way. Uh, Dr. Martin, a, a caller uh, in Detroit named Trey, he could not stay on the line, but he wanted to mention that people can also get home testing kits online. They're widely available uh, and very convenient. I, I, I do think that one of the things that makes this holiday and this time a little different than not just last year at this time, but, but even uh, in the spring is the ways, uh, the, the way in which the testing is much more available and much easier and maybe even a little more accurate than, than what we had before. Absolutely, especially these home kits. I think that the, the idea of self, doing self-tests at home got a bad rap early on. I think some of the earliest kits to come on the market were not performing kind of up to standards, but these ones that are out now are excellent. You know, there's a lot of situations where it's appropriate to use these. And, and um, you know, they really work by getting a sense of, you know, if you're positive on a home kit, you probably have a pretty sizable amount of virus. And so um, those are a great, you know, I, my family is using them throughout the week. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people use these successfully. So I think that that's a great option. Then we still are lucky to have a ton of resources uh, for drive-through testing. 
around the area also. And so we aren't nearly in the same situation that we were in a year ago when there was still huge supply chain issues around testing. Uh, I also wonder what you make of the pills that uh, are, I, I'm not sure if they're now available or coming, uh, the Pfizer pill, and the way in which that might change the dynamics around COVID and vaccinations and, and, and public safety. Yeah, so the the pills aren't available yet. They should be available. I, you know, I'm hearing rumors they could even be available as early as middle of December. If those become those treatments become available, you know, one of the things that makes me very optimistic about our situation when we have treatments available is obviously it, it's going to relieve pressure on our hospitals. Um, it's going to make people recover faster. But you know, one of the things when somebody gets infected, um, it is so easy for them to infect those loved ones immediately around them. Um, family members, both vaccinated and unvaccinated, if you've got that really close contact with someone, it's it's really hard not to get infected. And um, and so the what these pills will do it is it's going to reduce that that level of spread, and it's going to protect people's families once somebody's infected. And so that I think is going to um, hopefully have a huge impact on slowing this down. Hmm. Again, 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to Facebook and Twitter, put comments there, and uh, we'll include you in the program that way. Let's go to Stephanie in St. Clair Shore. Stephanie, what's on your mind? Hi, good morning, everybody. Hi. Um, I just wanted to chime in on this. I've got a young son at home, um, at school today, but at home. And so for the holidays this year, it's going to look just like last year. We're going to stay home. We're going to sharpen our cooking skills, make our own Thanksgiving dinner, and enjoy enjoy time at home. I have a newly adopted puppy as well, so we've kind of just hunkered wow. down. And um, <laughs> I'd rather take the safer road and protect my older family members who are, some are vaccinated and some are not. Um, so for everybody's safety, we feel just absolutely the best and smartest decision to stay home. Hmm. Uh, Stephanie, I'm glad you called and and shared that because we haven't talked much about young children, children under five, who still cannot get vaccinated. And of course, many of us have children that age in our families. Uh, They would be at Thanksgiving dinner if we were there. Do they add, I guess, uh, exponentially more risk uh, to the equation uh, than, than everybody else who can be vaccinated. What do you what do you say about that, Dr. Martin? Yeah, I think, you know, I know a lot of families with young children that are making similar decisions, keeping, you know, doing something that's a little bit more similar to last year because they've got kids at home. And um, you know, because they don't want their kids to get infected or they don't want their kids to infect other people, you know, more vulnerable people in their lives. Um, you know, and beyond just the the risk of of, of, you know, the health effects of getting infected. I know a big consideration for parents of young kids is access to childcare, access to school. If you've got infections in your household with young kids, it means that you're losing that access to childcare in school and you might be losing the ability to work coming that week after Thanksgiving. And so um, that's, that's a big kind of almost like think about it like a side effect of infection that we don't often talk about is the, just the pressure on 
working parents and the ability to stay at work when infections are in the family, in the household. And so for those reasons, um, I do know a lot of families are, especially families of, of young children are choosing to keep their kids home for Thanksgiving and, and just do something together. Uh, I also wonder what you make of the school situation. That's not uh, particularly related to to Thanksgiving, but you do have a lot of districts that this week are struggling to stay open uh, because of these surges. Uh, Is there there a, a, a point that you see in the near future, perhaps, where some of this subsides and things like school disruptions, which of course, were the hallmark of, of much of the pandemic uh, will we'll, we'll go away. I mean, Thanksgiving is something that happens once a year. You know, we send our kids to school for, uh, you know, almost nine months of the year, and, and we're still not able to do that consistently. Yes, there's been tons of disruption in K through 12 and tons of cases in that age group. Uh, you know, when I think about the future of K through 12 and what we're looking at now, I do look to what we've, the experiences that we've had on college campuses around the countries. If you think about how much disruption we saw on college campuses last year, and then we rolled out vaccine and many campuses are in the, you know, 80s, high 90s around the country in vaccination of students. And we've really seen that disruption go away. So we see them able to stay in session, classes continue. And this is my hope for K through 12 is that now we can vaccinate our school-aged kids. Once we start rolling that out and getting that up to high rates, we have the potential to create very similar bubbles where the kids are protecting each other, they're protected themselves with vaccination, and we have the ability to to return to a normal school year that way. I also wonder whether the Thanksgiving holiday, for some of us, might be an opportunity to talk to family members who still will not get the vaccination. I know a number of people, uh, just like Stephanie, in fact, who have a mix of folks in their in their families. Some people who've been vaccinated, some who have not, some who've gotten boosters, some who have chosen not to. Uh, what do you think about the chance to say to your loved ones, here's a great example of why you ought to be taking the shot. Here's a great example of how we all get past this so that uh, we can all really be together more consistently. Yeah, it is it is a great it's a great opportunity to have these conversations. And I think, you know, what's important about these conversations is that we let our families members know we love them. We're asking questions because we love them. And it's also important to listen, ask questions and and see where the hesitation is coming from. You know, one of the things that in public health we really push for is that, you know, most people have a trusted doctor in their in their life and that they can bring their questions to. And for some people, that's going to be the best person to get information from. And and a lot of people um, will go to their doctor's advice for all sorts of things. You know, should I take um, should I take this antacid? Should I take this this medication? And um, so really. Um, encouraging our family members to ask ask their doctor these questions and start to get answers from reliable sources uh, because we care about them, because we want them to, to really make fully informed decisions about the vaccine, not just getting information from all sorts of sources. Yeah. Okay. Dr. Emily Martin, it is always really great to have you here lending your vast knowledge of COVID-19 and this pandemic to our conversation. 
with our listeners. Thanks so much for being here and have a really great holiday. Thank you. You too. Yeah. Okay, that is going to do it for us today. Tune in tomorrow when writer Eric Dean Wilson is going to join the program to talk about his new book, After Cooling, on Freon Global Warming and the Terrible Cost of Comfort. Also, author and journalist Mitch Album is going to join me to talk about his new best-selling novel, The Stranger in the Lifeboat. Detroit Today is produced by Jake Neer. Our program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan, and our associate producers are Nora Ryan and Sam Corey. Detroit Today's music is created by Sam Bobian and Will Sessions. This is 1019 WDETFM, Detroit's NPR station, your connection to news, music, and conversation. Two days to Thanksgiving. Come back tomorrow, and we'll talk again.